I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Scream Queen, a podcast about scary movies. From people not typically depicted in scary movies. How you doing, Drea? What's going on? What's happening? How's you how's life? How's what are you watching? What are you listening to? Give me paint me a picture. I want to know. Okay. That was a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to lose my mind. That's you know, so I'm staying on an even kill. I'm um uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just baby steps. That's where I'm at right now. So uh, how about you? How are you feeling? Okay, so I've been watching a lot of better things, right? And it's not necessarily a horror movie, but those older daughters are terror. Oh, straight up terrors. And what sucks about it is that as a child, I was Frankie. I was smart and I was exacting and I was cruel. I was, but as an adult, somebody who's identifying more with Pamela Adlon, ooh, like I would just be giving Frankie that corporal punishment. Like that child has, I, like, I don't know where she gets off being so disrespectful to her mom. It's too fucking liberal up in that house. That's the issue. It's way too motherfucking liberal. Um, she lets them get away with so much. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to snap at you either. Let me hit a pause real quick because I forgot to plug my computer in. So I'm gotcha. just going to leave a gap. Hold that thought. I love you. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to snap at you. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that's, that's the gig now. <laughs> this was snapping. I didn't know these bitches were snapping. <laughs> uh, you know, it just sucks to be a, an adult and realize that as a child, I was Frankie. Like I was that little terror. I was yeah. mean. And I was blunt and I just, I said too much. There was too much tea coming out of my mouth. But then as an adult, somebody who identifies more with Pamela Adlon, I just want to, there just needs to be some corporal punishment in that house. You know what I mean? Like where does Frankie get off being so disrespectful to her mom? The, the oldest one, too. I mean, having sex in the house, like, it's a lot. It's too, it's not even a lot. It's, in a black house, that is all fantasy. That it would never fucking happen. <laughs> I watched that through the eyes of, like, a black mama. And my mama was not that corporal, uh, you know, punisher. But, you know, there's a certain shit we, you don't do. And, like, I would never cross that line. Like, never cross that line. I mean, yeah. some of it was, like okay, teenage rebellion whatsoever. But like some, when it's straight up cruel, it would have hurt my feelings to say some of those things about my mom. Uh-huh. You know, when they're yeah. at the bar mitzvah and, uh, and, and Frankie's like, well, you know, you're getting older. You're actually old. You're too old to act. Do you have a plan for yourself? Do you have They w- push it. I, I straight up, I have fits. Well, I, I forgot about how much stress that show gives me. But it's always something beautiful happens at the end. And I'm like, how did you do that to me? Like, mm-hmm. I was ready to kill this kid. Like, I wanted to reach to the screen, strangle them. And now I'm like, you've just shown me a whole new perspective on things. And when you brought up like, oh, you realize you're kind of like Frankie. Like, in that moment, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm kind of like Frankie. Uh, but I'm also kind of like the baby angel one, too. Because I'm real, mis- I'm like low key, super <laughs> low key. And people don't like pay attention always they don't realize like you in the back watching shit so yes and i did call myself a baby angel because i'm a baby angel (laughs) well i mean you know it does like there are just absolutely mind-numbing frustrations and then there's like that episode where they have like the funeral for her where all of the kids are just like 
you know, this is the reason why I'm like this. You know, one of them is like, I've never seen what it is that you do because I don't want to have to share you. I loved it when it was just you and me. And, and I resent the fact that other people get access to you in a way that I don't. And I was just like, okay, you know what? You needed to lead with that. So I didn't feel like I had to go off on you motherfucking ass. Well, I mean, I guess that's what they're trying to do is like, because, you know, when you look into somebody's world, you're only getting one perspective of it. And so they're showing us, well, really what's all behind all of that. And, um, and there's real genuine love, but that it could be misconstrued really easily at, you know, at first glance, it'd be very misconstrued. Like what the, like you're a disrespectful little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but, when she said that to her too, I was like, I mean, if the shoe fit. Oh, did she say that at the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I mean, yeah. Like they're, and the, the fact that she, um, Pamela, her character is so strong you know, and and I've always kind of, you know, seen her in that way. Like she's just, you know, just, she's a tough chick. Um, it's interesting to see as she like protects her children from her, th- their fathers and how stupid their fathers are. And she doesn't ever want them to really know the bullshit she has to deal with. And then she has to deal with grief from them. And I've seen this story played out before many, many a time, but uh, the way they do it in this is like, and the, the, it goes on for years throughout the show, you know, and they keep keep trying to give these dudes, you know, a chance. And they're just, is, is it more than one dad or do they have one, all the same dad? I, the I think they all have the same dad. I think they do, but they don't ever say our dad. They always say my dad, my dad. which is why I was confused as well as to how yeah. many daddies away. And also just like, you know, on any reservation, like you just, you might have a lot of different daddies. So <laughs> that's, just, that's how I understood it. I was like, oh yeah, y'all have different daddies. Yeah. Thanks to community. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, that show is stressful as fuck. It's like, it really some people think Curb Your Enthusiasm is stressful, blah, blah, blah. No, this, this show is stressful, but yeah, it is it, wonderful. And I think the payoff is worth it. And it also just, I would like to, you know, remind the audience that Pamela Adlon was one of our scream queens for The Gate 2, and she even commented on our Instagram. Yes, she did. Yes, she yeah. did. I remember when I read it, I was like, what is toy, toy, toy? But she was going, toot, 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 like the thing that she has where she spits on her fingers. I was like, oh, duh, toot, toot, toot. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I'm trying to think, what have I been watching? I, oh, well, and just movie news and stuff like Nia DaCosta who is going to be directing the upcoming Candyman she got tapped to direct the uh Captain Marvel 2 which is fucking oh awesome. oh shit uh also I my cavity colors uh Candyman pin speaking of Candyman is, is it on its in? way in transit oh. so the next time oh, you I see me that. I will I will be wearing it Oh, I love, I love. Yeah, I got I that. You, Anna, you might Anna get it in the green packaging too. It comes in like a lime green packaging. It says mm. cavity colors on it. I save all of them because I just, it's nice packaging. I'll, re, I'll re-gift that shit. I don't care. Ooh, yeah, and I, also in movie case. news, it turns out that uh, The New Mutants is in fact coming out August 28th, which is like- It's coming out, yeah. Very movie version of a superhero film. At least that's how they're pitching it to us, so. Yeah, it's- um. It's playing up at the drive-in uh, down the street from my parents' house, so I might have a chance to see it before I get out of here. We'll see. I want to um, see it. I don't. I'm not like, huh? I want to see it. I've been looking forward to it forever. I know I mean, you I have. Is, I know you have. I, I loved the New shit. Mutants comic. Like the, oh, it was God, in the I, 80s. I wasn't familiar with it. Yeah, you have yeah, like yeah. a whole attachment to it. I got you. And one of the main characters is native. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I get it. I got you. I feel you. Damn. All right, Danny. Moon oh, Star. also, not great news, but. Not great news at all, but maybe it will uh, get picked up somewhere else. But that show, I'm not okay with this. Remember that on Netflix? Yeah. It got canceled after Aww. one season. And it had so much potential. I really wanted to see what the fuck happened after she exploded Homeboy's head. So what the hell? No! I Yeah, I mean, well, we know she ends up, you know. I want to see her, my her, mind, her friend get together. That's, that's and what I'm like, saying. In my mind, that's what happens next. Like the next season yeah. is all about their love. And it's like a completely different type of show. But who knows? So that's what happened. But <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I think. Oh, well, after this, I'm watching the finale of I May Destroy You. Oh, my Holy God. Shit. <laughs> TV's not supposed to be this good. TV's not supposed to be this it's good. Not, it's not. It's not. <laughs> wow. I'm blown away, blown away. So, uh, should we talk about what like, we're getting into today? Yes, let's do All it. Right. 
please describe. Um, one of our, the, the first film that we're going to be talking about is Host, uh, the new horror film from Shudder that takes place completely on Zoom. And it is uh, both found footage and uh, like haunting type horror movie. And I don't know, have we covered a found footage horror movie on the show before? I can't no, remember. Not because most of them so. are trash. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of them are. Yeah. But this one is not trash. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about the latest episode of Lovecraft Country, which as of the day recording was yesterday. I've had the chance to see it a couple of times, read a couple of think pieces, so I'm excited to get into it. And our Scream Queen of the Week, we're going to do a double dip just like we did with Lupita. This time we're going to do J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez in The Cell, uh, which I rewatched recently and holds up. It's fucked up. <laughs> that movie is... I just rewatched it this afternoon, and even in broad daylight, that shit was fucked up. That shit was so, fucked up. So anyway, but also I'm still sometimes when I close my eyes, I can't tell the difference between Vince Vaughn and Vincent D'Onofrio. So, <laughs> wow, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it. All right, so. Act one, we're talking about host. It's new on Shutter. It is this movie was not supposed to be as good as it is. Like the whole premise, I thought it was it sounded hella redundant. I was like, how are you gonna make this any interesting? You know, I ended I watched it in the backyard on my laptop, which actually was quite fitting for the type of film it is. And and it wasn't on, you know, on purpose. I was just I'm comfortable where I'm at. Let me watch it here. Um I loved this movie. And then and then, then it was over. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized this movie is 56 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so who said a movie has to be like a standard hour and a half or whatever, you know? Like this, if it had been, had that extra in it, it might've been too much. I don't it definitely would have been too much. I can't take been. that much Zoom. You know what I mean? No. Like, so the premise is like, it's like six friends who get on a Zoom call uh, instead of doing their regular like trivia night or whatever, the regular game night. Instead, they decide to have a medium come in and do a seance. And like, like Drea said, it's just the premise is so uh, trod, <laughs> trodden. It has been done. I just hear it, anything filmed on a computer and I'm like that. I'm not going to be, how are you going to keep me engaged? You know, like I don't give a shit about what you're looking at on your screen. And it, there, it's a beautiful combination of, cause they take you at, like they use some outdoor shots you know, like they, she leaves from her laptop to let her friend into the apartment or whatever, or some, you know, like little things like that. You're taken outside to certain exteriors, but you're always right there looking through their screens, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, Which is I like, unfortunately, be- so relatable. Yeah. And I think you're right. It, it was actually relatable. It's per- like watching it on your laptop is perfect. Watching it on any, on any device that is your medium of communication in this pandemic quarantine uprising situation i think it's perfect because it's like we live on zoom we for a second we're doing this on zoom like for a yeah. second when it started i was like am i am i on a call am i accidentally on a call you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, all of it it was it, the fact that they made this so quick they did this during the quarantine like during the during this like I'm talking about the quarantine and so it's over. Like we should all still be, you know, you should be down. keeping your distance, but it was yeah. 12 weeks from conception to release on shutter 12 weeks. That's yeah. like an insanely short period of time. And I agree with you, Drea, 56 minutes was exactly the right length for it. I also mm-hmm. liked, there was like um, that thing flashed up that was like, your time is running out on zoom. And I was like, Oh, this is, too- you, I love that. You guys, Cause so, Oh, also, yeah. The bitch can't afford a premium account. um no that was the best when you knew it didn't take away from the suspense even though they're counting down oh something's gonna happen in 30 seconds as soon as that 30 seconds gets counted down it is it's fun it was was fun it was a it was a jump scare and that jump scare was very much appropriate for this film guess which bitch jumped (laughs) oh uh, oh, really (laughs) uh you know, I one of the, the the one thing that I thought was kind of magic about this is that I have been at loathe to ingest any culture that reminds me of what's going on. 
Yeah. Like that Parks and Rec episode that was supposed to take place like on a Zoom call type thing. I turned it on and I was like, I can't watch this. Like it, I started no. to get an anxiety attack. Like I'm not trying to watch the real. I'm not trying to watch the view. I mean, not that I watch those anyway, but like, or like, you know, these like Jimmy Fallon, Kelly Clarkson, all these shows where it's like, there's all taking place like this on screens. I'm like, I don't, I want to escape. I don't want to be about this time. I just want this to be a blip in the historical radar. And then hopefully a year from now or whenever it is, we can get on with our lives. So when you chose this, I was like a little bit apprehensive because I was like, well, I don't yeah. know if I'll be able to get through it. I, I I actually thought of all those things. Like I didn't think, you know, you're, I, I'm not sure, you know, what you'll be sensitive to, you know, and, and everybody has their things that trigger them in horror films, especially right now. So I even having watched it i was like do we want to put this on ourselves and on the people you know because it is triggering but it's it's fun it's really well done and it's and what i've gotten from this time there's certain people i've seen who have grown um and their platform through zoom and whatnot have gotten even more creative and some who you know have wavered and they you know they're just like you know they're just you know they're not doing as well um so I'm, I'm actually really impressed, but you know, like what people are coming up with, but you know, how creative people are right now. I think that, um, yeah, we could push it a little further. I'm, I've always considered myself an introverted extrovert. So as much as I wasn't looking for a break from like people this bad, <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not that bothered by it. You know, I like my time. I'm comfortable with myself. Like I don't hate, like spending quality time with me uh, but i know a lot of people they don't do so well with that right i just um, miss going to places that's what i'm i like i miss going to places but yeah. i mean that's because i'm a bitch you can't drive and i'm like we're gonna be able to go to places soon but i feel like and i do i i just think when we go back it just won't be the same ever you know yeah, yeah and i'm uh like yeah i'm thinking about all kinds of places i want to go I, I keep getting ideas and you know just different things coming up and but I'm like, oh yeah, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. trying to keep my, my people safe and myself safe. And you know, that's just not gonna happen for a little bit. I think what what this reminded me of though, like like it dialed into the moment in a way that I actually found very amusing. Like when they talk about their quarantine haircuts, you know, or that w- when she was like, man, you know what's fucked up is that you have to cover a cough with a fart. And not the other <laughs> way around, because she was like, "No, that was just a regular cough." You're like, "Oh, this is you can't." All the dialogue cough. was hilarious. It was good. Yeah. It was. They good. were all it, real people, and they were all playing themselves. Everybody's name is their real names in the whatever. And um, yeah, I believed the 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 beef between. I think it was Haley or one of them. No, it wasn't Haley. It was um, Gemma. I see. Oh, oh, it was Haley. Haley and Gemma. Oh, and Gemma, I know a, I know a few Gemmas. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I'm kind of a Gemma, a little bit. but uh, and yeah, You I'm, are a I'm, little bit of a shit starter. You are a little bit. But little I'm bit. also kind of a Haley, too. I, I'm, I'm a paradox, so I, it's, it's not fun. Um, what I liked I really, about it was when they were talked about, when, when, the, when the medium came in and she was like, you know, I've never really done this virtually. I have to tell you, you're going to be more vulnerable because we can't touch each other. And that hit me different when she was like, you know, usually we'd be in the circle and be holding hands. And I was like, that just, it hits different it, in the quarantine. It seemed like they had been living this life for quite a while and they were more, more adjusted to it. Um, also, when, when Jimmy comes, one of the things I really liked also was Jimmy broke character or not even character really, but she goes to find Haley and then... Um, when they see each other and they tap elbows. <laughs> Did you see her with her mask on too? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that shit was funny. But um, Gemma has got a lot to be guilty about because the thing is, homegirl medium came in and was like, just respect the space. Da, 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 da. And Gemma, Gemma came up with the whole other story. It turned out she was faking. And the lady was like, mm, I don't really know she what to do with Emma you killed, now. little cute baby spice looking Emma. <laughs> oh, and Emma is, wait, isn't baby spice, isn't her real name Emma? Emma, Emma Bunton, yep. Oh, shit. And she had a little baby spice bunny. That's not a coincidence. I was thinking that the whole time. Um, and I just put that together. So stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, overall, I mean, oh, and then homeboy. I like that there was just this random homeboy that was like part of their crew, Teddy or whatever, and his yep. asshole girlfriend who almost saved him. She almost saved him by being an asshole and 
Like, no, hang out with me. Don't hang out with your other friends. Like, if he didn't pull the chat back up, he would have been okay. But, he you been know, okay. Teddy got him and his asshole girlfriend taken out. Oh, um, she got taken out. And that was the dopest kill. That was so cool. I don't know how they did that kind of, like, her neck and then the, in us. It was awesome. Well, was here's crazy. the thing. That... <laughs> All of these actors had to pull off their, they all had to operate their own cameras. They pulled off their own practical effects. They had to do their own lighting. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and the dude directed them remotely. So I think that's an accomplishment. And that's like, amazing. The director and co-writer Rob Savage said that it was a product of him and his friends being out of work. Um, and, you know, it had all of these, also the, the, the subplot of that, that, that one lady, Redinda, whatever her name was, and she had moved in with Redinda her boyfriend. Yeah, she had moved in with her boyfriend too soon. And I know a lot of people who are going through that right now, where they just like, because they everyone was they needed scared. a little boo during quarantine, and now they're like, I will murder this bitch. Yeah, you need to be in the other room at all times, uh, mm-hmm. which I understood that. Um, let's see, what else? I, I thought that there was an interesting... Um, the, the thing about the, when that one lady made her own zoom background, her custom zoom background, that was like her going back and forth that between the bathroom. Cool. And then she cool. gets taken out Yeah, and then it just reversed to her zoom background. That was and then Caroline at a certain point you see that. her head hit the camera. Yeah. Caroline. That was that care. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was oh no. fucking dope. And so everyone is still scared, you know, crying, you know, snot bubble, et cetera. And then it's just Teddy her zoom background. On and mm-hmm. he's like, hey, what are you guys doing with this stupid fucking puppet? That shit was funny. Ooh, and then Teddy with, with that music box that ends up killing him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and him slowly, like, his death was cool, too. There was a lot of cool deaths. Yeah. Um, I also saw somebody in the cast who's named uh, Just Legs. Cause there's a pair, of, a pair of legs you see, and then um, <laughs> and there was another person named like whatever, and then just like the ghost faced or whatever. But I saw I thought legs was funny though. Yeah, that was good. Also, the drinking game. Anytime they said astral plane, <laughs> I was Did like, you be blackout drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I'm talking about host 2020 shutter. Get that uh, uh, that prescription prescription whatever you call it and um, <laughs> watch the host because that shit's it's good. Your fix. Get yeah. That yeah, it's only an hour, so there's no excuse. Less than an hour. Shit. Next up, we're getting into episode two of Lovecraft Country. This episode's called Whitey on the Moon which I noticed immediately because my daddy got me into Gil Scott Heron at a young age. So I was like, okay, we're already doing very well here. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I'd say this episode, um, also, okay, I will say that for those who don't know about Whitey on the Moon, let me just give you a little background. It was on his debut album, Small Talk at 125th and Linux. And it talks about um, medical debt and poverty experienced during the Apollo moon landings, um, resources spent on the space program while black Americans, black and brown Americans were experiencing marginalized marginalization. And Gil, yeah, just do some research on Mr. Heron. Cause uh, it's like the allocation of financial resources that something so lofty is going to the moon is possible, but, but you can't figure out what's happening on this motherfucking planet mm-hmm. and they still doing this shit. Like, if you're going to just, yeah, SpaceX, like, please take all these Trump voting motherfuckers right to Mars. Like, by all means. <laughs> um, but yeah, this episode gets, it was a lot. Too much? It stressed much? me out. It stressed Too me much. out. It stressed me <laughs> out. I do feel like after the first two, and I was like, oh, this is episode two. Because yeah, I feel like I've been watching this forever. I felt and, like the, the first two episodes, I mean, I felt like I already saw a movie. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, I was like, oh, wait, by the second episode, though, I was like, is this the end of the show? Like, I know. It just felt like, <laughs> like, I'm like, how many episodes are left in this? But there's 10. There's supposed to be 10 episodes. And I was like, damn, this is going to be a lot. Because I, I mean, thought that's what the whole show was going to be about. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, you, oh, so you resolved that part. Um, there was a cow giving birth to a demon spawn. There was, like, the, 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 we, it wasn't the Ku Klux Klan because homegirls said, oh, they're too poor. 
<laughs> we would never associate with them. I'm like, oh, bitch. There was like visions. You're each a one rare of them. kind of racist. Yeah, no, they, they're rich white racists. So, Ooh. you know, they're, they're wizards and shit. But like, um, then there's, you got like these visions, these, all these people having, like Letty and, and George and, and Tick all having these, like their own separate little thing. What was fucked up about it is like, they're having these visions, right? And going through pain and, 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 and emotional distress. And then there's just like this room full of eyes wide shut white people purge like, anarchy cons- all over again yeah, consuming that, black pain is entertainment that, yeah, that's been going on forever yeah that's what they're showing some version of that some kind of you know spectacle we've been made to be um letty you know well okay the opening sequence was hilarious. Just the moving on up and yep. Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> because like they're, they're feeling the fantasy. You know what I'm yes. talking about? Like they are unbothered. You know, they're just like, whatever. And then you see Tick all, just still remembering everything yeah. that happened the yeah, night before. Man, this ain't normal. I'm up in these white people's house and they treat me good. Like too good. This is not, there's nothing on the level about this. Letty and George are comfortable. And he has Who to comfortable? remind them, like, don't you think it's weird that you have a closet full of dresses in your exact size? And don't you think it's weird that you have your favorite books, first yeah. editions on that shelf right now? You don't think that's weird? How can you eat after what happened last night? And then Letty and George are like, she don't, they don't know. Like, they what? forget. They, they don't know. Talking they're they're under a spell. And it was that whistle. Something about that damn whistle that homegirl keeps blowing. Every time, as soon as that whistle goes, they're like, wait, what the fuck happened? Why am I covered in dirt? Why did this happen? What, you know? Mm. Um, I rewatched the show. I didn't get to rewatch this uh, at the second time the whole way through. I got like 40 minutes into it. So I didn't get it up to the seance part again. Um, but I know, you know, when it turns, you know, left for the, the, the grand wizards or whatever. Um, and then there's a, a woman who guides Tick to safety um, and helps Which is him presumably to- his ancestor, Hannah, yeah. who had a home, uh, senior Braith- Brathwaite's kid back in the day. Uh, and it's like the Brathwaite fortune is built on shipping, which is like shorthand for the slave trade. Uh, little Aryan foot soldier looking dude from the jump was creepy as hell. Every time he looked at Journey, I was like... You need to keep your eyes to your motherfucking self, sir. Like, and he's also the one that left that book out, presumably, mm. um, that, that Courtney found, because he kind of was like, ooh, that was my good work, you know? But it's so, like, yeah. Do, what do you think about Lil' Aryan Foot Soldier and Christina? Because I have this feeling that Christina put Tony Goldwyn on to Tick and Montrose, knowing, this is my theory, knowing that Tick's ancestor, once he opened up that gate, was going to turn all of them into Sandman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had to have known that all the whole way. I mean, she's smarter than all of them. And she knows that, you know? Like, she knows she's very smart. And also, that bitch breached a freaking cow birth to get to bring a ba- a demon spawn into this I knew world. one of them damn uh, 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 blobby zombies. They took a break the- from the, the storyline to show that. And I was just like, yo, where are y'all taking me? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about her? What do you think about her? I mean, I don't like her, but at all, I want to punch her in the face. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this um, is not altogether unhelpful. No, 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 no. She's very frustrating though right now. I don't know what to make of her and that's frustrating. So that's why I make such garish remarks. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing her job, you know, her character is, as soon as she stepped out of that car in the first episode, I was like, this bitch is gonna be a mess, mm-hmm. you know? So she's, she's gonna have a lot to add to the story and then she's gonna be out of the story. Yeah. Cause she's, you know, she's not, she can't stick around. Can we talk about Tick for a second? Because Tick is reckless. And he's bold as hell. And we get a butt shot. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting the hell out of here. (laughs) This is a spell. This is a spell. (laughs) (laughs) Or when he just runs up to that lady with the dogs. And I was like, I mean, you know she could just let them go at any time. I was like... Journey's the same, though, too. Journey, well, partially because Journey forgot. But even after Journey remembered... She's out there taking pictures of white people and their channel. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're all up in their face. All of them are bold as fuck. All yeah. of them. Honestly. I did really get when Journey got to brain homegirl 
uh, on the stairs. That that was I was really, that was really satisfying to me. <laughs> that lady was an asshole, and they knew that you know um, that homeboy that Montrose was up in there. Um, and so they take so important by the end of the episode. Um, if you haven't seen, but I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've watched it. But Courtney's taken, uh, Uncle George is taken away from us. Doesn't mean he can't come back. Does not mean he can't come back. That In was, this story, any, like, there are no rules. When so, they went and shot Letty, I was uh, ready to stop watching. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, you will not put well, they, this woman oh, on the, on the damn poster and then take her out episode two. This isn't I Jason. told my parents, I said, I'm going to have a whole lot to say on the podcast tomorrow if they kill her off. <laughs> this ain't Jason Bateman and The Outsider. You can kill him episode one, but you can't kill Jenny Smollett on oh, episode no. two. I'm not going oh, to continue no. watching the show. I'm sorry. It's, it's a wrap for me for this mm-hmm. show. Um, also, Tick got a snake dick. <laughs> that was <laughs> fucked up. Because I thought they were about to show us maybe some peen. No, of course not. That's that. The the world, uh, HBO is not ready for that. We're ready, (laughs) but the the masses of HBO they they ain't ready for no no black pain. What did you think about? Oh well, they did it on the Watchmen. Um, okay, you're right. Yeah, you got a little bit there. No, but Um, but but it was also like an outline, right? It was just like was was it was it blue or was it black? It was blue. It was blue. So that don't count. Uh, blue dicks matter. <laughs> what did you think of the delusions that they were having? Because we kind of get a confirmation that George and Tick's mom had a thing going on, and maybe George is actually Tick's dad and not Montrose. Yeah, and then and then uh, George and Montrose they have a discussion about it. And Montrose gets upset again. Like, don't you bring that shit up? Which it, it makes beyond sense that that would be. That Uncle George is Tick's father. Like that that's, is probably what the whole case is. Yeah, that's just some drama for your mama. And um, mm-hmm. then we get also Tick fighting with uh, Homegirl. What's her his name? His former lover, former uh, something's going on there. But she was also Homegirl that came from the spaceship in his dream, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and presumably the one he talked to on the phone uh, yeah. in the pilot. Um, and that was that fight was vicious. Mm-hmm. Because choked. he straight up choked the shit out of her. She stabbed him like, in the shoulder. Yeah, yes, he choked the bitch. She was, yeah, it was, it was a lot. And, and also, then, it was like all the while, everybody's watching them go down. I was kind and, of and sad she's that she's getting raped, potentially raped by Tick. Uh, Journey's character. Journey. Oh, right. I was so, I was so, he- I was here for it before I knew it was a fantasy when she was Me just too. talking about like you know, why she remembered that particular Bible verse and how like her mom like left her, forgot about her all the time, came home with strange men. And he was like, I'll never leave you. And I was like- It was mean I, I when, was, it, well, when you realized it was all a charm. That was yeah. so mean. And they were all watching her confess herself and, and then it turns into that. That was, yeah. That hurt my feelings. And yeah. I'm not even Journey. But like also when he said, I'll never leave you, I was putting myself in her position and I was like, Never, never leave me, Tick. Yeah, <laughs> that got that 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 went strange really quick. Cause like he's cause the thing is like then Tick is being a little bit too forward and he like takes off his shirt all of a sudden, which listen, I didn't hate, you know, I like seeing him nips, <laughs> Tick's nips. <laughs> but then but then he goes like then he gets a little rough and goes a little bit too far, and then it's like what's going on? And then he has a snake dick and can't fuck with a snake and dick. Then a snake I'm sorry. dick. I can't fuck yeah. with Yeah, and then it's like okay. Jigs up, mm-hmm. dicks I out. Did, I liked, I liked uh, his ancestor Hannah kind of having the final say, and kind of leading him to safety and turning them onto statues or whatever. But like now, where do we go from here? Because we just wrapped up. Know. We wrapped up the first essential. What do you call it? the the event? The um, inciting event, as they say, which was like, you know, t- trying to go get Macho. So he got him. So now what happens? I. I don't know where the fuck this episode. I don't know where. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm actually I'm gonna cheat. Um, and I'm gonna listen to the audio book. Oh, so you're gonna skip the line, huh? Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna that's, do that. I, that's but what I'm, you do, I'm just gonna go a little bit ahead. 
And then I won't tell you anything if I can help it. That's um, really surprising to me because you are the most anti-spoiler person I know. I know. I just really want to know all about it. You know, I've really, I've held off and I've been this way for years now. I've realized like, I just, I always want to be a part of the, the fantasy and be as much engrossed in as much as possible. So it's like, I just want things to come to me organically, but all the, the text is out there. It's meant to be read. You know, this show's coming out. I, yeah, I want to analyze it and see and compare it and whatever. It, it's, it's engaging and, and, and also something to distract me from yeah. shit. And the performances, though, what I got to say is what, what the book, it probably won't give you is the performances we got in this. Like when they finally find Montrose, you know, after they, he did his little Count of Monte Cristo and got out of that, you know, that dungeon basement, whatever it was, and they finally find him. And Tick is like, I'm here for you. And the way that Montrose acts toward him, you see in that man's face, like all of the enthusiasm drain out of it. And he's like, he, he like kind of, kind of um, his posture is kind of like a little boy who just got scolded. And you yeah. see in that moment that, that sometimes relationships just have such well-worn grooves that it's impossible to get out of it. I mean, it's like, I think of better things. You know, where it's like, especially with, with, with Pamela Adlon and her mother, it's like they just have this dynamic that they can't get out of no matter. And it's like you're so triggered by that person, it makes you not want to try anymore. And the only time that Tick can actually muster enthusiasm for his father is when he's not in front of his father. Because as soon as he's confronted by that man, their dynamic goes back to its old self. And that's just family. You know, like that is oh, like, unfortunately with some family members, you know, like you, you can't, it's just, it's so hard. It's so, and it's like inexplicable how impossible it is to change for someone when you're in front of them and you're just getting into your old fights and your old grooves, you know? Yeah. I, um, and another reason why I was just like, why can't we have both Michael K. Williams and Courtney B. Vance at the same time? Why does one have to exit and the other one enters? I'm happy that Michael K. came in because I was elated when his character showed up on screen and climbed up out of that hole. <laughs> but um, that shit was hilarious. But um, And then he was ungrateful as fuck. <laughs> They're like, dude, we're here for you. We have a getaway car. All they and wanted to do was argue. Right there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, just get your ass in the car. This like, is life or death. Letty had to be the one to tell them once again, get your ass in the motherfucking car. Like, yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm here for the ride. I hope they don't like give me too much whiplash. But in this show, and I said it, and you said it too. You know, it every episode requires more than one viewing. More at least at least two. I honestly think you got to watch each episode like three, four, five times to get mm. every little nuance and little thing they do. I watched the first you, episode four times. Because what you said before about Aryan foot soldier passing that book on to to uh, to to George, I didn't catch that but now the first it makes time, sense yeah. with him and 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 christina whatever her name is like they're in cahoots to take over mm-hmm. this fortune now yeah. we see in the next episode which it looks like it's about to stress me out too is like letty gets a house and then they've got burning crosses on that shit and like the oh, i didn't Chicago. watch the uh i didn't watch the, the preview the preview Ooh, we're about to be in it it's, it's hard like, to watch the previews <sighs> see that's the one thing i can do but i i you know once i get into the book um, then I can watch the previews. So at least I'll like know, I'll have confirmation. Now, knowing that I'll have confirmation sort of for what the show is leading towards, I can watch those previews hmm. and then be like, okay, I can assume that this is going, it's going in this direction. But there are a lot of shows you can't do this with. So, you know, it's a, it's a rare occasion. Yeah. Well, we'll be here for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Ha. <laughs> <sighs> Hello, kitties. <laughs> Our scream queen of the week is uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer. <laughs> Third time's a charm as Catherine Dean in The Cell, which I believe is like 20 years old this year. Yeah, yeah, it just hit its 20th anniversary like last week. J-Lo looks as good as ever. You can still bounce a quarter off of that face, that ass, that everything. Um, So the film follows scientists as they use experimental technology to enter the mind of a comatose serial killer in order to locate where he's hidden his latest kidnapped victim. Think Silence of the Lambs meets What Dreams May Come, kind of. Um, I 
rewatched it recently. I mean, I saw it way back when. I probably saw it again in 2010, and I saw it this year. So I see it every 10 years, basically. And I'm kind of about it. Like, this... There is some costume shit going on that I'm like, you know, when 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 she's in his mind and Devil Man comes out and he got um all that pur- purple curtains tied to his back and as he walks toward it, it like oh, follows yeah. it. That, all, that those are the images that stuck in my head, yeah. And that's Aiko Ishioka, and she also did Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola, mm. which I on more iconic costume, and that makes so much sense because you you think about like the Dracula warrior costume and then the same costumes that uh, at, they use as they're going into the dream world. You know when they're floated up top and it's got like that kind of ridged breastplate and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. It looks a lot like those. So like, oh yeah. Like, I like that it has a similar visual style. Um, And I forgot about the implication that Vincent D'Onofrio's character is potentially gay because he's like playing with dolls and like he's ironing things and his dad calls him a faggot and like takes that iron and puts it to his chest. And, you know, um, that struck me different this time around, especially in light of like the Shudder documentary. But, um, and he, you know, I don't think he ever has sex with his victims either. He just like dresses them up as dolls. Gets near them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want like actual physical interaction beyond violence, it seems. And he kind of hovers uh, over them with those hooks that he has. He literally him. hovers over them. <laughs> not kind of, I, I have not seen this film since it came out in the theater, I don't think. Like, not really. And I, and I didn't, it left a bad taste in my mouth back then. And it, it just made me feel really uncomfortable. And I, and, I, and I was reading up on it a little bit. And, you know, it was just, people... First of all, they, they said it was like a Silence of the Lambs ripoff because, you know, that's the easiest thing to compare it to. And then they, um, they said it was just super, it was very misogynistic. And, um, and it is, it is really misogynistic. I really don't think they did enough work on J-Lo's character at all. Like, well, like that's like the biggest eye roll for me in this whole yeah. film was like Vince Vaughn suiting up to save the day. And it's like the fuck kind of knowledge you have walking into this that you think you can navigate this world better than Jenny she from the block. She no. don't need you. And then he has to come I, uh, and save yeah. her and like remind her all this shit. And it's just like, man, like can we just not have a paternalistic savior figure come in and like save the day? But you know, she goes the extra mile because once Vince Vaughn gets the information that he needs, he's out. He's like, deuces, I'm done. I'm gonna go find this lady in a bunker or whatever. And JLo kind of takes the time to go back into Vincent D'Onofrio's mind to try to save his childhood self. She works harder than anybody else. Like she has the kind of vigilance and personal fortitude and like moral center to actually give a shit about this child. And I don't know why she has that. And unfortunately, and it's not just, it's not just her acting because she wasn't, I don't buy this girl from the Bronx playing sheepish. Okay. I don't buy it. She can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry. You're just not meant to do those kind of roles. You're, she's a good actress, but she is not, she's not that. And she was, she was trying to play. I'm sure that role was written for a white girl. Like I'm positive of it. And they weren't. And so she came in there and, and, and like, they just gave you no backstory on this person. I don't know anything about her other than they, that what their opinions of her were, you know? And I'm just like, what it's, it's not her fault that, you know, the, the world didn't go deeper. They put all the time into that serial killer, almost too much time. And they put Very a lot of work into the visuals. Oh, I mean, the visuals and homeboy um, Tarsam, uh, the director, he also did The Fall, which is amazing. And um, yeah, he, his, his, his mind is fucking dope. I just, the, the writer, I'm, and, the, you know, I'm a little, a little skeptical on how much time they spent on the man's perspective and women like that fucking see i i seen this movie 20 years ago i can't remember i didn't even remember i blocked out that scene of him with the hooks jerking off or whatever and on top of a dead body over an autopsy it's a lot while he's watching a woman die as he's drowning her like and if you haven't seen this movie or you don't remember, like I, my description probably sounds like a lot, but it's that. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's it's ter- it's it's really. Uh, it was. It was. It made me uncomfortable. I, I thought it was really well done, but it made me really uncomfortable. Is this like sort of in the vein of something like Seven? Um. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it gets there, but it's it's like. Um, What's that movie that Matt Dillon just did? 
that I think it was a Lars von Trier film. And it's about, oh, it's about like uh, Jack, Jack built a house, something like that. And it's about, you're watching a serial killer as he like goes on his escapades and kills women and all this stuff. It's a lot. I mean, and it reminds me of that, but this is, this movie, that movie was made recently, you know, and there's, you know, growth and time and people have, have evolved to a certain degree and there was, you know, artistic integrity there, but the writing on this is very suspect to me. I just don't know what to say. It yeah, really disturbing. Didn't really look like they did enough script development, but. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing. I mean, you know, that's, maybe that's what's going on with me. He was too convincing as that character. I thought that too. Cause like he doesn't like I, I think of the people he ch- like the roles that he's chosen. And it's like 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 um last time when you were like, man, some of these actors in this Lovecraft grab country look like they're a little bit too happy to say the N-word. Like, uh-huh. you know, like he's he, it looks like he's doing a little bit too good. Yeah. Like that in the garage. I'm like, first of all, bitch, why do you have your car parked in this why are you at a parking garage? Only girl, like blonde girl down there by herself. Like just so stupid. Mm-hmm. And then oh, she thinks she hit a dog and just the, the way they made her look dumb and then him just take her over like that. That was so like, ooh, it was creepy as fuck. Or when um, he's in the dream thing and he has the, the dead lady in the bathtub and it's like the next thing after Jailer has seen him like get beat down as a child and then he sees yeah. him over the bathtub. And, and, and I was just like, that's the moment where I was like, I think he does this a little too good. Mm-hmm. Like, He's, I, would, I, mean, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to be in a room alone with this person. Oh, I mean, and then I forget my mother, huh, Nita, uh, criminal intent all day, and he was on that. And he was the weird motherfucker. Like he would get into people's heads, and I forgot he he just does that. He's been doing that. He's been off on that tangent for a minute. It's not new. Mm-hmm. He's he. I mean, hats off to you, Mr. D'Onofrio. Also, he was really good in Men in Black too, <laughs> as Edgar. Yeah, the cockroach whatever yeah, dude. Yeah. great uh anyway j-lo uh in the cell you know you're a screen queen this week you pulled off the outfits and you know you held it down when you needed to so you got to give you that we don't really also, believe that you play uh you don't play a white girl very well but you do you know you can't be you can't take jenny off the box but they gave you the almost the most bomb ass intro ever that is the coolest fucking intro in that white fucking feathered dope ass gown like what a screen queen intro I mean, yeah. give it off to, give it for just to that. Just for that. That <laughs> frame alone, that grants you status. <laughs> what up, queens? Don't forget, we got a Google Voice number, and we want to hear from you. Uh, what's the scaredest you've ever been in the theater? What happened? Paint us a picture, and you just might find yourself on the show. So give us a call at 619-289-9052. Okay, so the most scared I've ever been in a movie. I'm going to remain anonymous for this. Lamau, as if Teebs would ever let this be anonymous. So the most scared I've ever been in a movie was in, in a theater, was in the movie Annihilation. Um, and curiously enough, my scaredness had nothing to do with the movie itself, but had everything to do with the fact that I got way too fucking high before the movie. But there's an explanation because... The whole reason I was seeing the movie was because that I saw on Twitter somebody talking about how amazing the sound in the theater was and how when you were high in the movie, like it was just like it took you to a whole nother level. It was like the music, the sound effects, like apparently the director, I think his name is Alex Garland and whoever was responsible for the sound, like really slayed. And so to truly enjoy it, according to this tweet, you had to be super high. I'm always high when I go to a movie theater, but because of this one reason with the sound and all that, I decided that I had to get super, super high. So I took probably like, I mean, you know, maybe double the amount of weed brownie I would normally take, but I don't know. Let's just say that these were super strong because all I remember happening was being in the theater and I, I wasn't scared of the movie. I have no idea what happened in the movie because in the theater, I was so high that I ended up having my first ever panic attack. And I get, I mean, when you have never had a panic attack before, it feels kind of crazy. So like you're breathing heavy and like, 
I also was like super self-conscious because I was like in a packed movie theater and it felt like I was like breathing super hard. Kenya, I was with my girlfriend. She was like rubbing my chest the whole time. She gave me a Xanax, thank God. And so I came down from the panic attack a little bit, but like not really in time to have any clue what happened in the movie. Um, I still haven't seen Annihilation. I don't know whether it's good or not because again, I don't remember anything that happened, but that was by far the scariest movie theater experience. Love you. Ha, wasn't that hilarious? Catch us next week, same time, same place. Not sure what we're covering, but we'll let you know on the gram. Scream Queen is produced by Alexandra De Palma and Domino Sound. With theme music by Doc Allison. I am still Drea Watt Washington. You can find me on the gram at Hey Girl Hey. That's H-E-Y-G-R-L-H-E-Y. Let me say, you haven't lived until you've had to explain to your mother what WAP means because she has to text you on a bend and I'm like, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I am Tommy Teebs. Biko, you can find me at Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S on all relevant social media. I mean, actually, no, only on Instagram. Yeah, what you, you lying, lying ass bitch? <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram at Scream Queen Podcast. And online at ScreamQueenPodcast.com. Send us some love notes at ScreamQueen at gmail.com. That's S-C-R-E-E-E-M Queen at gmail.com. In the scary movie of your life, you better Scream, scream queen. queen. Okay, that's just extra. hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.